Hi, everyone. Happy Wednesday to you. I'm Daniela Platt. I'm here today with Roosevelt Morris. Roosevelt, I'm going to stop recording. Okay. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Looking Good with Daniela, a talk show for creatives and entrepreneurs who do it all despite it all. I'm Danielle Platt. I am a tastemaker, a known vibrant ball of energy, and I am on a mission to make sure everyone's art and heart and message is out in the world. Thank you for joining on my show. I truly love to interview people who truly make others' lives better. This show is here to inspire you. Thank you so much. Today, I'm here with Roosevelt Morris, a friend of mine who I met during COVID, and he's got incredible things to share with us. So welcome, Roosevelt Morris, to Looking Good with Daniela. Hello. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Daniela. Good to be here. It's really funny. Um, So I'm just going to read your bio, but then I'm going to share what I think could be a really good bio for you as well. So I'll just introduce you. Roosevelt Morris is an award-winning funding financial expert, an author, and a retired U.S. Marine. He spent nine years in the finance industry, analyzing his own funding successes and failures. He took the knowledge he learned to become an expert in funding industry, and he's on a mission ever since to ensure that no business ever suffers the pain he endured to achieve success. Through his company, 133 Approved Funding Incorporated, Roosevelt helps provide financial resources to small businesses to start, grow, and expand. Essentially, what you shared with me earlier today is you're here to talk about the I can't afford it syndrome. You are the you you are the American dream turned American nightmare and back to the American dream. You've had it all, you lost it all. And now not only do you have it all again, you want to make sure everybody else has it again. You lost your job, you lost your wife, you lost your kids, you lost your money, you lived in the car, and then one day in Goodwill, it all changed. Tell us, Roosevelt, tell us about you. That is a crazy story. That that is a crazy story. Well, um, I um, I was starting out. That was you know standard thing in corporate America, and uh, going around helping people do other businesses, uh, basically to helping banks and things of this nature. Uh, long story short, got back from a trip in Dominican Republic and was instantly told um, by HR. I said, "Well, hey, Mr. Morris, I." Fortunately, while you were gone, we had a reduction in force and effectively immediately you no longer work here. You need your ID, your American Express, and your Diners Club. Mm. Okay. HR is ready. I mean, security is at your door with your box and we thank you for your service. <laughs> so, uh, and from that point on, it all went downhill. Um, I went home and when I got home, there was a moving van there. My wife was moving because I traveled too much. She was lonely, whatever. Um, and uh, she hadn't been paying the mortgage. She had been setting herself up. So within two weeks after that, I lost the house. So I lost my my job, a six-figure, month of six-figure income, my wife, my children, my house. And uh, only thing I had was my midlife crisis gift to me was Mercedes-Benz S550 AMG. 
that I lived in after trying to maintain my lifestyle over the next six months, staying in Rich Carton, Marriott's and things like that. Just <laughs> make, sure, make sure nobody knew that I was suffering, trying to start a business, couldn't do it. Um, and so one night I was taking a bird bath in my beautiful uh, mobile home. And, um, and uh, I got an epiphany by looking at the traffic light that was blinking on and off. Um, as I was doing that, I realized that I had to do something. Um, I couldn't live in my car forever. And so understanding that I went from living the American dream and dropping to the American nightmare, um, I decided that I was going to go and uh, get a job, go back into corporate America, which I didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. And I went in and you know, having hit rock bottom, um, I was sitting there looking at the ties and I heard someone say, Sergeant Morris. And I thought I was having a nervous breakdown because nobody should have known me in that area. So I was suspecting to be picked up off the ground, taken on a stretcher to the hospital because I had a nervous breakdown. I heard again, Sergeant Morris. And it happened to be an ex-Marine friend of mine who said I saved his life wow. while uh, boots in the sand. Um, overseas, uh, I didn't, you know, I, yeah, so Sergeant, you do your job and your job is to make sure every Marine comes home. If you go out, you all come back together. Um, and so anyway, he was in charge of that Goodwill and they were having a seminar today on finance and, uh, starting into the financial industry. And so he put me in that program and I haven't looked back since because it's helped me start my business. And then I was able to help other people's business. So I said, from this point forward, this is what I'm going to do. And so that's where I am. Uh, I got a new wife. <laughs> my, kids, my kids my kids, are, are with me, you know, periodically. <laughs> and so, and I have a new house. So, hey. Oh, so you're no longer crazy. living in the car. No more living in the car. No more living in the car. I have that car because, and it still looks brand new because it was my mobile home. So I would never give that car up. So that's your symbol of American Dream, American Nightmare. I'm rebuilding and being open to opportunities. Just you're in the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where miracles lie. Completely. Right. <laughs> so, so you mentioned, so I, I love to interview people that can help creatives, small businesses really just grow and thrive. We all rise together. You mentioned that you help people with the, what you, you, this is in your words, I can't afford it syndrome. What is the, I can't afford it syndrome. How do people stop playing small, play big? What is it? Well, well, you know how um, you're, um, you have a, you're in front of your client, you have a product or service, you, you know, you've been just that they love it, everything. And then you tell them what the investment is. And then they say, "Mm." I can't afford that. Okay. You know, they need it. You know, they want it. You know, it's good for them, but they can't just can't afford it. Or let's say, for example, in the, in the fashion industry, like you're like yourself, you have a, uh, a, a person who, who wants to buy that, that bulk inventory on sale of material and things like that, or they have uh, inventory they want to sell, but they, they, they can't, they don't have the material and the, and the funds to, market for it, or they want to open a store and things of this nature, they just don't have it. Okay. So what we do is we make sure that that never comes up 
If, it, if, if someone says I can't afford it, we provide you a solution for them to say, well, hey, let's see if we can get you financed. Now, if I don't have to pay $5,000 up front or $1,000 every month for the next three months, because the first thing that's going to go, a person will keep their cable bill, $50 cable bill, and they'll drop your program, your, 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 your $500 a month program. It's easy. They'll keep the cable bill. Your 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 program is not um, as important because people keep what they need. But what we do is we make sure that your the, the affordability issue is not an issue, and so your client can get what they need to promote the bill and increase their lifestyle and improve their life and keep that American dream that they have alive and prosper. You're truly a hidden secret. There's, we just don't want small businesses, retailers, brands out there, whatever business, fashion, lifestyle. We just don't want people to get, we don't want people to give up cash right. flow. Cash is king. Cash flow is king. What's, what's some of the magic that you can offer? I like that. I, I think I'm going to use that magic, magic money. Um, no. Magic uh, Morris. Yeah. So um, what we can do is because uh, businesses need those three things, cash, credit, and financing, okay? So what we provide initially with the cash, 0% financing for um, startups, for uh, established businesses, for doctors, lawyers, anybody, 0% financing, 0% lines of credit for up to 20 months. 20 Um, months? Yeah, up to 20. That's a lot. Great. Up to 20 months and... We provide uh, consumer finances for established businesses or startups or internet marketing companies who um, have clients who have, you know, high-end products mm-hmm. that can increase your product so they can afford it, they can get it, and you can grow. Even if you started business yesterday and you have a high-end product, you can you can start making money right away. And if you have inventory, you, you've got something with, let's say, Marshall Fields or JCPenney's or Walmart, and you're doing accounts receivable, we can help you in that area too. That way you you don't go out of business waiting for the company to pay you. Then where you can get the money up you know, front and you can continue to build while we wait to get paid. You've already gotten paid and you can continue to grow your business. So we have several areas to do it. And also credit counseling. So most people have issues with credit. That's why mm-hmm. they can't get loans. So when in our experience, we realized that that was an issue. And so with businesses, so we have a credit counseling and credit repair service. So to help clients uh, clear their credit and make sure that they're more um, desirable to banks and uh, where collection, you know, uh, funding agencies to be able to address their issues and their needs. So we, we provide education as well as funding. Because if you're not educated, you go in and you'll take whatever you think, whatever people give you, and put yourself deeper into debt. And debt is is good, but misused and mis, misdirected debt is bad. So mm-hmm. we helped you in all those areas because first and foremost, credit. You need credit for everything from, <laughs> from rent to cars to homes, even life insurance. Mm-hmm. Even car insurance, we need credit, so we help you with that. Everything. Mm-hmm. 
What I love is that you make it sound easy. I feel like there's a lot of people out there that have these great small businesses, what, whatever category it might be, whether they're a doctor or their fashion brand lifestyle, their business is not money. And they don't, they don't know what the money that comes in is what they spend. They don't realize that there are solutions out there that can help them. And you really, you're this hidden secret. You really make it available to them. Um, but another thing that I know specifically about you is you don't chase the money. You, you want people to live their dreams. Why do you love this business so much? Tell us some of your success stories. Well, okay, Warning so- to everybody, he might make you cry or you're definitely going to get the goosebumps. I will have to go back to when I was in the in- insurance industry. Uh, that's, that's the first area of funding that I started in because um, when, when I'm in, in the business of providing hope and success to people when they have their dreams or with their livelihood. When, because in the insurance industry, when one person has lost everything, they've lost mm-hmm. their loved one who they lost their partner, they, they're, they're under the guise of losing their homes and cars and everything. But when they've invested in themselves and when I was my first insurance client that I ever delivered a check to, was a, a 23-year-old, I mean, 24-year-old young lady. She had three little kids, and she had lost her, her uh, 28-year-old husband in a car accident. Okay? And when I was able to bring her that check, that $350,000 check, and to see her go from feeling defeated and having these puffy eyes to having, having cried because she was deaf, she didn't know how she was going to take care of her kids, what, what she was going to do paying her house, because her husband was working all the time. Mm-hmm. She didn't know. So when I was able to give her that check for $350,000 and to see her face go from desperate and lost and hopeless to brighten up and, and God, I, I literally, I literally saw the circles and the bulk, the thick skin, you know, fill up in her, in her uh, face, go back to a healthy look. She was to see that. I love to see the blood and the life come back into people when they see that there is hope, okay? It's like- What's your purpose? There's hope. Um, and you see- uh, I'm telling you, everybody, like, I got the feels. Yeah, I love but it. But, like, the purpose, like, it's, you can, you have the ability to change somebody's life, and, and you're totally driven by that moment where somebody is just, they think it's over, and, right. and they wish that they knew you sooner, Absolutely. Or they didn't change. Like this, there's a, a piece of rear here, right here in Miami that um, was, she, she had the choice of either sell, you know, taking a second mortgage on a home mm-hmm. or just losing a piece of rear. But it was her dream to be a, you know, to have that piece of rear. She had just started more than, you know, six months before. Fortunately for her, that six months was key because Right as COVID hit, she got hit and she had to decide, you know, what to do. And what what would have happened if she had not taken funding would have been she would have lost her business and lost her house and everything because she had nothing else to fall back on. But fortunately, that day I went in to get a homemade pizza. And so you're directed to areas 
that you need to be to go. I didn't really want a pizza, but <laughs> I my homemade pizza, and I said, well, I get what I want today. And so going in and just talking to her, and she broke down. And so we sat and we talked. And when I told her there was a way we could potentially help her, we filled out the application right then and there online because I had my uh, iPad with me. Filled out the application right then and there. And she was approved right then for a consult because everything was in place. She didn't know that. She was about to throw away everything because most of the time people, they, you use your own, own savings, your own money, which she had done, or you go to friends and family, which she had done. That's all that was lost. Then you go to the bank, and the bank looks at your portfolio and everything, and all the bank says is, well, we can't help you because you, you know, you're not making enough money or you're overextended. And that's it. Most people think that's it. And that's where she was, at a loss. But where, where, where we come in is that we helped you to, we educate you on where you are, Okay, we know where, how you got there because you know, and then we, we give you a solution to how to get out. Now, whether you follow that solution or not, it's up to you, but we provide you a, a solid solution on how to get out and we can help you follow that plan. And within six months to a year, you're, you're out. You're out of that problem, depending on how big it is. You're out of that problem and you're flourishing and prospering because our premise is no business no business should go out of business. So I pretty much to make sure every business stays in business, whether you're a doctor, lawyer, veterinarian, internet marketing company, florist, or even the fashion, these fashionistas that we have here. Fashion you know? pizzerias. Well, I, I have a joke that I like to say, like, nobody should eat cold pizza. You're better than that. So that's a great story about how you went and you were able to Help this woman in the pizzeria. She was at a point of despair. She didn't know where she could turn. And you were able to keep her in business. You could keep her ovens on. You can eat hot pizza. You deserve hot pizza. Nobody should eat cold pizza. You're better than that. And you saved her. I love your success stories. And I think they're applicable to all businesses, fashion. It's just when we work in fashion or we build a lifestyle brand, finance is not what we love. We love art and color and music and communication and community and all the glitz and the glamour finance, we have to rely on you. And I really love that you're a hidden secret. Any two or three tips? We're in a post-COVID world. My friends in Canada seem to still be on lockdown. My friends here in Los Angeles are calling me to go out. Um, Any like bites of wisdom, any two or three tips you could share for people as they're pivoting back into the world, what should they be aware of? How can they plan for going forward? Uh, absolutely. Well, the first thing I would say is uh, manage your credit because your credit can make you or break you or take you out. Okay. And as a matter of fact, what I'm providing to your listeners mm-hmm. today is a free um, how to boost your credit from 100 to 200 points. Even if your credit sucks, I'm you know, providing that to you and your clients where they can get the absolute free and just take those five steps to improve their credit, which gives them a better chance to do whatever they need to do, whether it's take that trip or build that business. 
Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's, I'll provide that to you and you can send it out to whoever asks for it. Um, okay, cool. How do they get it? Um, they can, they can just text, um, they can text, um, yeah. okay, brain freeze. They can, <laughs> they can text fund me the 26786 or um, I've got another link that I'll put in there uh, later. Uh, for them, you can just send it out to anybody that requests. Just request it, and uh, thank I mean, I think you said looking good, actually. Right, right. Yeah, looking good at. Yeah, or looking, find me looking good. Looking good, looking good. And okay, that way, so your credit and your business will be looking good after you clear up your credit. Okay. Now, the w one tip I'll say is that know your business. Know what your what. A lot of clients that come to me, they don't know their business they're they're passionate about the fashion and they're passionate about being doctors and helping uh little puppies and things like that but they don't know their numbers okay so when they come and say well, oh well i think i, I want about or um i was thinking i could get about there's nobody you have to know your numbers so that you know the the risk factor and the comfort level for funders or banks or anybody that you're on loan money to will be there, okay? So know your numbers. And then from that point on, you can pretty much do anything. Mm -hmm. Know your numbers, okay. Credit and numbers. Okay, cool. So this is a great talk. I want for everybody to know that you're a hidden secret, that nobody should despair. You're in the business to keep businesses going. I love that story. Um, so again, okay, so where can people find you? R repeat your offer again and where can people find you? Um, well, there's a free offer uh, of the uh, boost, five steps to boost your credit uh, okay. by 100 to 200 points, even if it sucks. Uh, it's free to you and your listeners. And you can go to uh, Looking Good. Just text Looking Good to 26786, and then that'll come to you right away. Um, and also, if you are wanting to uh, look at funding, get a free uh, consult, you can still do the same thing, looking good at 26786, and that would be in with the credit profile uh, document, okay? I just love that you're offering a dream to people. People shouldn't, people should not walk away from their dreams. They shouldn't walk away from their business. They can be no. educated and it can get so confusing. Absolutely. People just want partners that take care of all of that. So they can just go back and step back into their zone of greatness and do what they do, knowing that the finances are taken care of. I feel like that's really the thing. I just need to know that my finances, when I make my samples, when I roll production, when I go to a trade show, when I hit that next event, when I get that next order, I have a locked up solid team of financial, financial experts and advisors. They just know how to do it. Like, I don't have to worry about that. That's not right. my expertise. We have you in our corner. Thank right. you we so much. Sure that you're focused on your business. We'll, we'll do the financing for you. I love that. I love that. Thank you so much, Roosevelt, for joining me today. It's a real treat. Yeah. I um, love being here. It's so good to see you. I know we met during COVID on, on many Zoom chats with many different coaches. Right. And here we are today. <laughs> I'm glad we're here. I love your energy. I love what you're doing for people. And uh, so it was a pleasure being here. It was my pleasure.
Thank you. Yeah, you know, I'm on a mission to make sure everybody's art and their heart gets out in the world. That's that's my mission. I want to interview as many people as possible that I can really help and tell their story. So that's what I'm here to do. Um, I'm Danielle Flat. For those of you who didn't realize that in this whole conversation, this is Looking Good with Daniela. We also have Looking Good with Daniela and Tea Coffee. That is our streaming TV show where we interview fashion and lifestyle creatives. We had on the other day, New York Fashion Week. So excited to hear that it's coming back in September. Doesn't that make you feel really good? New York is opening. The world is opening. Um, we had on a swim designer from Nautica, and she kind of shared some looks about, let's get your toes back in the sand, even if it means wearing a cover-up. So I'm super excited about the shows. Um, if it helps anybody out there, we have, I, what I do also is I help I help people with branded and promotional apparel, but in the, uh, the, the real world knows it as merch. So if anybody out there needs some help with, in, with merch, I'm here to help you have hats, shirts, anything you can do to take your message from above the keyboard into the street, get seen, get noticed, show off your art. I'm here for you. Um, my personal collection is called Jungle. And what's nice about Jungle is I get to also partner with some charities. Right now we have a mug that supports, that's supporting, there was some devastation happening in the Amazon back in February. So our mug and pillow bundle, it's to save the Amazon rainforest. You can find everything about me for our shows, whether you want merch or you want to shop the Jungle Collection, support the Amazon, find everything, including where to find, where to find Roosevelt, 26786 and the code is looking good find everything at www.daniella.today it is my pleasure to keep sharing incredible voices and I hope that you know Roosevelt I really want people to call you and I really encourage everybody there's no reason that somebody shouldn't call you if you have a business you have to make the most money possible and be as smart about it. There is no reason that people shouldn't call you. So I encourage everybody, check out my friend Roosevelt. He's going to help you. He always has great ideas, super energy. Thank you so much. Bye. Hi, everyone. I'm Daniela Platt. I'm a creative connoisseur, and I'm known to be a vibrant ball of energy. Welcome to Jungle, my personal collection. For 20 years, I worked at advertising agencies and fashion magazines, building brands that you know like Skechers and Hugo Boss. I mentioned this because for the longest time, I wanted to have my own collection. I wanted to create something that had meaning, that had purpose, that made you feel amazing, that would fire you up. This collection, Jungle, came together when a designer friend and, my friend and I wanted to create something for a gala. It started off with this scarf that you can see that totes spirit animals, coffee, because we live on it, Novelty like a hammer, a designer's best friend. It was worn on Zoom screens all around the world, building unity and community, firing people up with energy. The collection jungle has grown, and I'm so excited. We have t-shirts, bags, scarves available for retail and promotional use. I am so excited because this collection is here to remind you to be your ferocious, outrageous self. Tell me what empowers you. It started off with the main message, stop playing small. Play big. You can have it all. Thank you so much for joining. I hope you enjoy Jungle, jungleandcoffee.com. I'm Danielle Platt, the designer, creator of the brand. Thank you so much. And remember, be your ferocious, outrageous self. No membership required, no permission needed. Enjoy.
Hi, everyone. I'm Daniela, and welcome to Looking Good with Daniela, the talk show where I get to interview creatives and entrepreneurs who do it all despite it all. I'm known as a creative connoisseur, tastemaker, and I'm the founder of Looking Good Communications and, and the creator of Jungle Accessories. Um, my favorite thing in the world is to meet people and make sure they to take their art and their heart their message into the world, which is the reason that I truly love having this podcast. I am here to interview people who love to make impact, who are here to make impact. Um, all right, there we go. Why did they do that? Okay. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Looking Good with Daniela, a talk show for creatives and entrepreneurs who do it all despite it all. I'm Daniela Platt. I am a known tastemaker lifestyle connoisseur and founder of Looking Good Media and the creator of Jungle and Coffee, an accessory and merch line to remind you that you are unstoppable. I'm on a mission to make sure everybody gets to take their art and their heart, their message into the world. It is truly a treat where I get to interview people who are about to impact your life. As a creative and producer in fashion and lifestyle, I'm here to make a difference for you and to inspire you with people who are out there, out there showing uniqueness. I'm here today with Dana Opaz and Tucker Whitcomb. They are new authors. They have a book called Alice and the Land of Likes. And we're here to find out what is this book about? Um, Dana and Tucker created this book. Their goal is to help prepare parents for, their goal is to help prepare their kids. <sighs> struggling. <laughs> Our goal is to help parents prepare their kids to navigate the challenges of the online world. Dana and Tucker are co-authors of Alice of Alice in the Land of Likes. They're, they've seen many of their friends get consumed by social media and hurt if they don't get enough likes. After scouring the web, they couldn't find any children's books that me, which meant to help kids avoid the pitfall in the same trap. So they decided to write their own. By writing a children's book aims at kids before they start using social media, the hope is that when they start posting online, they'll remember this book and not let the likes get them down. Dana and Tucker live in Connecticut with their son, Leo River, and their retired racing greyhound, Arrow. Um, so welcome, you guys, to Looking Good with Daniela Platt, where creatives who do it all despite it all get to showcase their innovation, inspiration, because truly you get to showcase your in authentic selves and inner you. I'm so glad you are here. Let's just start. Um, the first thing I always like to ask everybody is, tell me your story. Tell me about you. Uh, Dana, you could start. Tell me about you. What's your story? Where are you from? What do you like? Ooh, how much time do I have? Together, both of <laughs> you guys chime in. What is your story? What's, what's our story? Well, my story started in New York. Um, and I was born and bred there. Um, my story has taken me all around the country and all around the world. I met Tucker uh, when we were both working in health IT at a company called Athena Health in the Boston area. And that was about eight years ago. Want to take it from there? Yeah. Um, let's see. I My story starts when my mom and my dad first met. Just kidding. Uh, I was born and raised <laughs> in Cape Cod, Massachusetts. And same thing. Uh, life took me to a health IT company where I met my lovely wife, Dana. And it wasn't uh, too long before we've uh, moved from doing things like health IT to writing children's books now. Who would have guessed it? 
<laughs> so health IT, working at Athena, and today, what, so now you wrote this book. What about this, what about this book? How did you suddenly decide, I really want to write this book? What about the topic spoke to you? Sure. Um, so Dana and I are not the biggest social media users. Uh, reason being, we both have seen how much of a time suck in our own lives it could become. So we kind of just like stay away, you know, for our, for, uh, our own good. But we've recently really started to see a lot of our friends um, identify with their social media accounts and get a lot of their like emotional self-esteem from their social media and then get really hurt when they don't get the kinds of reactions they want. And these are, you know, grown adults in their 20s and 30s. We actually just recently had our son Leo and started to get afraid of like, well, if adults are falling prey to this, like what are kids going to do who are still forming their identity and are going to be growing up with social media as part of their lives? And I remember back in, oh gosh, time escapes me, pandemic time. Um, but right, right before we actually started writing the book and, and really what, what prompted this idea is we were having a conversation with a friend who was very honest about how she uses social media as a pick-me-up. And that when she doesn't get the reaction she expects, she ends up feeling worse than she did before she posted. Mm -hmm. I remember going to Tucker and and having almost this this vision of imagining Leo coming home from school one day in tears because he didn't get enough likes and worrying that no one liked him. And even more than that, that something was wrong with him. I really like just that image right there, that picture thought like, okay, how do we teach Leo, like, how do we prepare him for this? Because we felt that's such a loss. And yeah, and it ended up with us writing a book. (laughs) Well, well, congratulations, first of all, on the book. And that's incredible. So, I mean, here you are, you work in IT, you work in medical, in in the medical fields and so forth. How did it, how is the process of co-writing a book as a couple doing something completely out of your comfort zone? How did you how did you come up? Who, who took the lead? Who was doing writing? It's, and you can even feel free to share an excerpt if you like, because it's kind of, it kind of has a poetic cadence to it. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah, that, that, that is intentional. Um, so we were, uh, let's see, I, I'd say it started like, uh, with like many of our great, uh, best ideas where Dana came up with the idea <laughs> and I said, no, that'll never work. And then a few days later, I come back and say, that's actually a really good idea. We should try it. <laughs> In a similar fashion, I came up with this idea, I guess, and took a couple of, uh, of days to get Tucker fully onboarded. Um, but but then he was he was hooked and he he believed in it. But you know, really, when it came to the creative process, um, at the time, you know, we were new parents. So you know, you asked us what we were doing before writing the book. Well, you know, a couple of months before writing the book, we were just navigating parenthood. Leo, sleep, naps. That's- yeah alongside a pandemic, which uh, came with many of us. Working from home. Unknown. Yes. So, so there was a lot happening there. Um, and at the time, um, we were, because we had a five-month-old, reading a ton of Dr. Seuss. And so I can say, we can say that we were greatly influenced by that whimsical and rhythmic style. Um, and so, you know, when we really honed in on the idea of writing a book, we, we were drawn to that. Um, and then I remember Tucker saying, when we started to really tap into what our, our storyline would be, he thought it would be really great to use the brand recognition of a book like Alice in Wonderland and to really tap into that formula. 
and see uh, if we could take it, you know, to a new level with with our message. Yeah, and we had this idea of like, you know, you going into social media is like it's like this whole land, like a magical land of Facebook and Instagram or whatever. Um, so we had this idea of like, so somebody going into this land and it like really felt like Alice in Wonderland. So by combining sort of Dr. Seuss and a classic tale of Alice in Wonderland, we've like made a little modern update to it that should be just really fun for parents and kids to read. Um, it's like Dr. Seuss with a, with a good lesson. But then we had to actually write it. <laughs> so who did most of the writing? Or how, 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 how did the balance work? Because you also have gorgeous illustrations, and which I kind of want to nod as well to the to give you credit for the incredible artwork in the direction that you went in terms of illustrations, because especially media is all about, you know, how gorgeous you are on your social presence. So you have really beautiful illustrations. So thank you. Yeah, yeah well, you. Well, we can't take credit for the actual um, design of the illustrations that was done by Luciana Guerra, an artist and an illustrator in Argentina who we found on Fiverr, actually. Mm -hmm. um, but even before we got to sort of the visual mastery of the book, we were, were ha we had to actually write these stanzas. And we had very small pockets of productivity time uh, each night. So. so Leo was about five months old at the time. Um, and, you know, he'd be, for anybody who's had a five-month-old, like, yeah, you don't really get much done in the day. But we had a small window where Leo would go to bed for, you know, the first batch of the night. And we would have just enough motivation to do something before we both sort of collapsed in bed. Um, and as often as I wanted to, you know, just do that, fall asleep in bed, Dana was really good about saying like, oh no, he's out of bed tonight, we write one more stanza. And then the next night we write one more stanza. And just stanza by stanza, we went through until we had- 32 stanzas. Yeah, so we were really able to write at least the first draft um, in a little over a month. And, you know, through that, we were doing a bunch of editing of each other. Sometimes in the middle of the day, one of us would get a really great idea and, and put it on paper. And then the other one would take a look at it, um, mm. critique it. And, and, and we've always like, uh, uh, well, albeit this is the first time as a book, a lot of times we've had a, a good practice of uh, if we ever need to write something, uh, one person can write it and then the other person edits it. And the next time the other person writes something and the other person edits it. So luckily going into this, like we had a good uh, rhythm. rhythm, yeah, of uh, kind of like one person starting the idea and then another person polishing it. And that just is how we like bounce back and forth every stanza. Wow, I wonder how that yeah. impacted your relationship from COVID, being married and your home and you, know, you have this collaborative relationship. What have you guys, any, any secrets have you guys discovered about each other during this time frame of actually building a book together for the first time? Oh I feel like <laughs> punctuation is hard. Oh yes, <laughs> finding commas, the right like verse. How many? Uh, yes. What's the like? Let's see about about each other. What is it? Um, I need to be fed. That's definitely something. Um, yeah, that's funny. Don't try to work with me if I'm hungry. That probably doesn't work out very well. What about for you? I don't know. What, what did you find about working with me? Um, like I said, Dana, like Dana is great about keeping you on track. Well, I think a lot of people um, really accomplish things that are out of their comfort zone during COVID. I mean, here you are, you're home, you're taking on projects. I think to myself a year ago, also in June, I launched a book myself. Things, miraculous things happen because 
it, to some degree, you weren't going to let time stand still. You had this inspiration and motivation and desire, and it was in you. And now you're home. You're going to be together. Now you actually can have, actually physically have something that you can look back yeah. and say, we created that during the time of COVID. And now we are so excited to show it to the world. Absolutely. All right, Absolutely. let's talk about Alice. Can we talk mm-hmm. about Alice? Sure. Um, so tell me, what is her personality like? And where do you... How should people get to know her? Where do you see her character going? Yeah, um, so absolutely. So Alice, in a lot of ways that we want to write her, is, um, is kind of the every kid. Uh, in the first part of the book, she's, uh, she's using social media for the first time. She's enamored with all the you know, uh, magic and fun that is social media. Um, and she's really impressionable. Like, uh, she puts herself out there and she gets negative comments. Like she gets people saying, you know, wow, you, your hair looks dumb or not, um, and it hurts. And I think that is the part that really everybody can relate to of that, you know, hey, I'm putting myself out there and I'm, I'm sensitive to the thoughts that I get back. And, and just to make a, a note on that, I mean, everyone can relate to that, it's a within social media, but also outside of social media. I mean, we as humans, we're social creatures. We really do rely on that, that social feedback. And so that's, you know, something that I think also spoke to us is that it wasn't just for people who were posting online, that it could also be a very real experience that someone could have um, when they put a piece of art out to the world, when they did something creative, like write a book and, you know, we're relying on on the feedback from others. And and I'd say the the big lesson, the great kind of like turning point for Alice that we really want to uh, take away from is. In the book, we don't, uh, it doesn't go through by saying like, you know, oh, social media bad. Like, oh, you know, it, it was good. No social media bad, don't use it. Um, in the story, what Alice does is think like, okay, here's the appeal of social media. There's likes and whatnot. But, like, but she thinks for herself, like, maybe this isn't for me. Uh, maybe this isn't important to me. Maybe for me, something else is important to me. And, and I don't have to listen to this. And that, you know, that impressionable that we all feel but then that thinking for yourself, like what is actually important to me and, and going with that and, and choosing that, um, that's really where you see you know, Alice's growth in the book and, and the takeaway that we really want people to uh, take from her as a character. When I was reading this story last night to my girls, I highlighted, because they're, 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 they're young. My girls are five and they're three and a half. They're, they're not into social media yet. They know that mommy and daddy are always scrolling on our phones and they know, mommy, are you on Facebook or Instagram? They know to ask the right questions of where we are. Are they just, oh, mommy's scrolling again. Mommy's online. So they don't, they don't quite understand likes, but they definitely experience being self-conscious. They don't like look at them funny. They don't like, one of my, my older daughter doesn't like her hair to be, out of place like mommy I don't want to go until we fix my hair and my little one doesn't like to change in public she's like look at me you know they definitely are at this early stage they're very aware of their surroundings and Mm -hmm. aware of what they like and what they don't like and what Mm -hmm. makes them feel comfortable and I know that this is just a matter of time before they actually engage in social media I found was as a mom when I explained it to them because I'm reading to them I'm reading to them like you know, excuse me, but I don't agree. That photo was with my friends, you see. Surely they will like me too. And I'm reading this to them and they're hearing a lot of this, like, no, like this negativity. At the end, I kind of, as a mom, where I'm going with this is, as a mom, I explained, I had to explain the purpose to them that you get to choose who you want to be in life 
that you get to decide what you want to do, that your inner voice, your authentic self is the best version of you. What other people think of you has no relevance. They don't know you. They are just reacting. And you do you and you stay in control of you. And so my takeaway from this, because my girls are probably a little bit too young to understand, they're not quite there yet. So I felt like the lesson was to the mom as well to explain to their kids, that's my mission to make sure that this generation that we're raising, they're going to be so aware because their social media and the news travels they're going to be super aware of things that are happening on such a quick, fast. I wanted to make sure they understood from the message that you were putting out there that it doesn't matter. Do you, you can be, you can do anything. Mm-hmm. You can, you're bold, you're Absolutely. walk on this earth like the VIP that you are and that nothing anybody says should really, nobody can control your thoughts, only you, that you should stay in control of that. And that was, that was an interesting thing that I'm glad you guys wrote this book and that I had that experience and that takeaway as a mom that I was able to pass along that message of be confident because we want our kids. It's not easy growing up today with all this social media around. Where are you going to take Alice for her next, her next journey? Are you, are you <laughs> where, where, what's your plan? Are you, are you guys even on the with Like how, how can we support you guys? I know we, yeah. we, we really appreciate that. Where's Alice now? Like, we, we want to take, you know, Alice as, as far as, as we can. I mean, this, you know, really started as a, a side project for us. And, you know, through it, we've really tapped into um, our creative sides and, and really found a, a love and a passion and, and expertise to an extent for writing these types of books. And frankly, um, there's, there's so much to write about. Like kids are going to be growing up, you know, as you mentioned, your, daughter, your younger daughter is three and they know what scrolling is. You know, their kids are going to be online. Uh, yeah. And there's so much to learn. There's online safety. There's uh, don't trust everything that you read online. Um, there, there's so much to that we need to help our prepare our kids for this digital world that is so hard to navigate for adults. That there's a million ways we can, uh, the million places that we want to take Alice, and a million uh, lessons and stories that we want to write. So that's all to say, our hope is that Alice is the first in a series of books, you know, all surrounding how to navigate the digital world and, you know, more specifically have to really build that emotional foundation so that if, and really more likely when you are on social media, when you're on the internet, you remember our books and you don't let, in this case, the likes get you down. Um, so we, we're excited. We're excited for the reception we've had thus far. Um, it's, it's been um, just in terms of, of taking Alice to the next level. It's, it's been um, sort of ironic that the majority of our marketing has been on social media. So we have also at points fallen into the trap of recognizing ourselves getting sensitive when we post something about the book and it is not received with many likes. Uh, Sadly, we are <laughs> counting the likes about our book about not to care about likes. So, but, you know. but I think that that really, you know, really speaks to our own authenticity that we, we are not immune to this. You know, this is something that not only Leo is experiencing, but is Tucker said in the beginning, this started out by us seeing our friends, our adult friends, um, going through this mm-hmm. also. And so we're in this together and, you know, we can practice what we're preaching um, and really infuse it into our own lives and how we ourselves navigate social media. Right. I know the feeling of you think you put up a post and you nailed it and you're not getting the likes that you want. But I, But from what I gather, what you're saying is 
that's great information for you to take as marketing research. Yep. It yeah. is great information. You know, R&D, somebody told me like, um, what did somebody say recently last week? A ripoff and, oh, I'm forgetting. But anyway, it's really research and it's R&D for you. You're going to go out there. You want to see what people like and you want to see what people don't like because you want to make sure that your messaging resonates. Yes. Nope. Adult, you can understand the emotional implications involved. What really is, what really is positive feedback? What really is going to help you sharpen your message as you as you go ahead and and lay down the groundwork to take your message to the world? But in teaching your kids how to social the emotional and social development of not processing other people and not internalizing and not to really build self-esteem and really build pe- help people build their emotional well um, and not letting others other people like rent space in your in people's brains. Like if people should really have the understanding that they are who they are and that they themselves are great and that the likes and don't likes separate from business research and development affect who you are to the core. Absolutely. On pivoting to being an author. Um, I know for myself being an author changed my life. Has it radically changed your life or at least the conversations, the narratives radically changed? I mean, I gotta say it's been, uh, you know, we've worked uh, various corporate jobs or healthcare jobs, um, but this is our first kind of like really creative project of putting out there. And yeah, I mean, it's been, you know, to actually have the book in your hand, to have, you know, it going from an idea to something we can hold and, you know, read to Leo, um, that's been amazing. It's, it's, you know, actually creating this thing and putting it into the world. Um, it's just so cool. And yeah, man, and, you know, we still feel like we're in the middle of the adventure because we've got a, uh, you know, a, a dining room full of those books now. And now it's learning about the business and the shipping, fulfillment and marketing. And like, you know, it's both changed our lives. And like, man, the adventure is just in a new phase right now. Well, yeah. I mean, you created a whole personality. You created a person to imp- impact others. So where is the book for sale? I know I have my copy. Um, you guys did a crowd. You, did, you guys did a kickstart. We I'm did. sorry, yeah. if you want to share anything? Is the Kickstarter still going? How did people- uh, we, we launched a Kickstarter. Um, it was uh, successfully funded. We had over 100 backers and raised uh, about 120% of our goal um, about last December. Right now, the book, you can pre-order the book. We are scheduled to release September 1st, and you can go to aliceandthelandoflikes.com to pre-order it. And when we release, it will be available on our website as well as Amazon and other book retailers. And right now we are uh, looking forward to anybody who's interested, please go on pre-order. Uh, tell us what you think. You can also uh, reach us at Young Mind Online on our, I hate that answer, on our Instagram account. <laughs> well, we got it. It's part of it. Oh, we got it. Um, I like yeah, that. So is that the company, Young Minds? Young Mind yeah, Young Online. Mind Online. Okay. Yeah. Alice and the Land of Likes.com to pre yep. book, which is scheduled for official release in September. So you guys have 10 weeks, time to do some book readings at every bookstore, children. Absolutely. That's the plan. Children's my gym, children's warehouse in town. So time for you guys to like just have <laughs> to end to get out there and do some book readings, really showcase a lot of greatness. And it's available retail. Are you doing wholesale as well? You. Um, it'll be uh, primarily sold online, and then we're looking to work with some uh, local bookstores, but generally get your copies online. 
that's really cool, you guys. Congratulations on launching an empire while in COVID. Launch creating a new, you have one son, Leo River. You now have a daughter named Alice and you are protecting <laughs> children from their, um, you're, you're teaching children how to protect their emotional well-being and protect yeah. their hearts to know what is truth and and what really doesn't matter. And that was a really, that was really perceptive of you to think think about that. Um, very cool. Bravo, bravo, bravo. Okay, so Alice and the Land of Likes.com pre-sale. Cool. Any last words of wisdom you want to part with? Oh goodness. Tips for writing a book, um, tips for our, technology, yeah, tips our, for parenting. Our, our books for our kids, but honestly, you know, we want half our friends to really take the message from this too. Um, as we said. You know, none of us are immune to social media and it definitely affects how all of us think, but you know, to all the creators out there, to all the listeners, like what's important to you? Uh, keep in like remember uh, who you are and who you want to be and what you value and no matter what the Facebook comments and whatnot says, uh, you keep doing you. And don't let the likes get you down. <laughs> you keep doing you and don't let the likes get you down. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having Congratulations on the launch of Alice and the Land of Lakes on your children's book. You are creative, doing it all despite it all. I truly salute you. I'm Daniela Platt. This is Looking Good with Daniela, a podcast and streaming TV show about creatives who do it all despite it all. I am here to take your art and your heart, your message into the world. Um, I have a book. It is called Looking Good. You can grab my free ebook at daniellaplatt.com. It is a book. It's called Looking Good, The Ten Commandments to Be a Sales Rockstar and Fashion Startup Playbook. It teaches everybody, it teaches, it teaches you how anybody can have a clothing line, three ways anybody can have a clothing line and sell like crazy without even needing inventory. So you can get, you can get the free ebook at daniellaplatt.com. If you want to come on the podcast with the streaming TV show, check it out. All the information. And there's also some classes and lots of goodies available. It's all at daniella.today. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm so glad to be here. I hope to hear from you soon. And congratulations once again to my guest, Dana and Tucker, on the launch of your book. Thank, Thank you. you.